0: Welcome to Uncharted Territory, a podcast that takes you on an epic adventure into a world where anything is possible. In this series, we follow the story of a fast food worker who has a passion for an RPG game. He has been playing it since... forever? But his life takes a drastic turn when a mysterious update pulls him into the game itself. As he battles for his life, he discovers secrets that will rock his world and change his fate. This is Episode 6, Inside the Cave.
1: New Achievement, Absolute Menace. Awarded for breaking some pots. Not just the pots, but the wompots and chipots, too. Reward, Invincible Pot. New Achievement, Boom! Awarded for acquiring any explosive consumable. Bakuretsu, Bakuretsu! Reward, Explosion Lolly Figure 8. I looked at the two new achievements I got, and the second one made me think that I must have downloaded some mod which added questionable anime references or something that I forgot about. But that aside, the new items looked like they were only decorative, since their descriptions didn't mention any uses when I checked them in my inventory, so I didn't spend too much time thinking about them. I did, however, start to worry about my inventory space. Sure, there was barely anything in it at the moment, but it was filling up pretty quickly now that I was inside of a cave. It was only going to fill up even faster if I found more pots, chests, and oars as well. And on that note, I needed to explore more of the cave. With the new rope I acquired, I walked over to that drop I found before and placed down three blocks worth of rope for me to climb down. That reached the next level below, so... Wait. I realized something. I placed the rope because I doubted I would be able to make that jump normally. I wouldn't be able to jump down to the next level without hurting myself, and I also wouldn't be able to jump back up to the entrance's level. But in the game, that jump would be easy. The player character was able to jump higher than they were tall pretty easily. That was also why I built the wall around the house so tall, because zombies could easily jump about twice their height. But was the same true here? I don't want to test jumping down to the next level to test out fall damage and whatnot, but I did use the rope to climb down, and then tried jumping back up on my own. Nope, I was only able to jump as high as I normally could. I didn't know whether or not that applied to monsters being able to jump as high as they could in the game as well, but I was sure I would eventually find out. For now, though, I found one of the first things I was hoping to find. Stone. Admittedly, I probably could have just dug some up while I was looking for the cave, but I figured I would save my energy for once I actually found a cave. Now that I did, I got to work mining some stone blocks out of the wall after placing down some more torches so I wouldn't be mining in the dark. Stone, X-13, added to inventory. That was probably enough stone. Well, actually, it wouldn't be enough if I wanted to build a furnace and whatnot later, but it was enough for me to craft some arrows once I was ready to. Before I could craft some arrows, though, I wanted to find some spider webs to make string from so that I could actually make a bow. Did that make realistic sense? Using spider webs as bowstring? Probably not, but the game didn't care. And fortunately, just like in the game, it didn't take too long to find some spider webs. They were all abandoned, thankfully, but each one was the size of my head, which made me feel pretty... strange. I was worried about what spiders were around making so many large webs, but the chances were that the webs just existed as part of the environment without... Anything to actually spin them. So I didn't worry too much about it and just swung my pickaxe through them to break them instead. Spider silk, X21, added to inventory. I actually managed to get the exact amount of silk that I'd need from the cluster of webs I found. So, with that, I placed down the workbench I brought with me, which enabled a few new crafting recipes. One of those recipes was turning seven pieces of spider silk into one string, so I made three of those. Then, combining ten wooden logs with three spider silks created the wooden bow for me. Wooden bow. Damage. Four. And since I had a bow, I had reason to actually make arrows. Those were only one stone and one wooden log for ten of them so I crafted a hundred and thirty to use up all the stone I mined so far. Wooden Arrow. Damage. Three. If I remembered the damage calculation right, damage for ranged weapons was the combination of the actual weapon and ammunition, so I'd be dealing seven damage before any modifiers with the bow and arrows. That was better than what I had, and would also let me fight from a distance, so I considered that a pretty huge upgrade. And given that I heard the sloshy, wet sound of jumping slimes coming from the darkness deeper into the cave, it sounded like I was about to have a good opportunity to test my bow out. With my bow on the hotbar now, and arrows equipped in the ammo slots I had, I delved deeper into the cave while placing torches on the walls every single time it started to get dark again. And once I reached the end of the passage I was in, it opened up into a large room, too vast to see all of, with multiple different cave branches connected to it. It was in this room that I also found the source of the slimy sounds I heard, spotting multiple slimes of different colors hopping around, but also some ants and spiders large enough that they reached up to my knees. Slimes were vanilla, so I expected those. The ants and spiders, though, were absolutely modded creatures, which really confirmed my theory about mods affecting the world. Now, while there were way too many in that room for me to comfortably deal with on my own, none of them aggroed onto me yet. That meant I had time to go mine some more stone. And with that stone, I built a wall a wall that blocked off the room from the passage I was in, but I left a few one-block large holes in it for me to shoot through. That way I could clear out the room from the safety of behind the wall without worrying about any of the monsters being able to reach me. I took my bow in hand and prepared my first arrow. I never used a bow in real life before, but I found myself unnaturally competent with it, Actually, that could be applied to everything so far. I only really noticed it when I was taking steps away from the slime after each attack as if it were muscle memory. But the same applied to pretty much everything I was doing. Even swinging the sword and pickaxe felt natural. Mining rocks and chopping down trees? No problem. I felt like I already had tons of experience in doing those things, despite having never done any of them outside of video games. So, with new confidence in myself, I took aim and loosed an arrow at the nearest slime. And the arrow missed. Not only did it miss, but the sound of it hitting the ground and breaking alerted all the monsters in the room to my presence. And they all came charging at my stone wall. Fortunately, A one-block large hole wasn't big enough for anything to fit through it in the game, and none of these monsters would be capable of breaking through a stone wall. That meant I could take my time dealing with them without worrying about getting hurt. Not only that, but them coming right up to my wall would make it way easier to actually hit them. I was going to need to practice my aim later. Even if actually using the bow felt natural to me, that didn't mean I had good aim with it, apparently. But there was a problem. Slimes were pretty squishy, and the giant insects were only big enough to reach up to my knees. While they never would have been able to fit through a one block large hole in the game, even if it looked like they should have been able to realistically squeeze through, they couldn't. Nothing but range projectiles could go through such small spaces. But I wasn't. "'in a game. "'I was in some sort of world that featured a hybrid of game logic and realism. "'That meant that while I might have been able to build a stone wall "'like it was the easiest thing in the world to do, "'my enemies were still able to squeeze through the holes I left for shooting through. "'I was in trouble. "'How are you this stupid?' "'I shouted at myself while running back toward the rope.' taking pot shots with my bow at the pursuing monsters behind me. I could not have felt any dumber than I did. Sure, in a video game, it made sense that slimes and giant insects wouldn't be able to fit through those small holes I left. Even if their graphical sprites looked like they should have been able to squeeze through, and even if they would have been able to in reality, they just didn't. That was how the game worked. Was it realistic? No, but nobody questioned it but I wasn't in a video game. Yes, the world might have been nonsensically close to one in a bunch of ways, but I wasn't literally in a game. I needed to be even more cautious than I thought. I thought I was being careful enough by preparing a wall to shoot through for some of the weakest monsters in the game. But no, I needed to be even more careful." I potentially needed to be even more cautious than that one character I heard of online before, where his entire gimmick was that he was an overly cautious hero who was always prepared for everything. That needed to be me. I needed to become him, but even more cautious. Yet, the idea I came up with was arguably anything but cautious, and depended entirely on hoping that the world's logic for bombs remained the same as it did in the game. Bombs detonated three seconds after being thrown. They could also bounce and roll. The monsters chasing me were about two seconds behind me. If I gently tossed the bomb a little bit ahead of me, but not so much that it would roll or bounce even farther ahead, then that would give me two seconds to run past its explosion radius. That would also give the monsters behind me enough time to get right on top of it. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to climb up the rope quickly enough to avoid the monsters catching up and knocking me off. And standing my ground to fight them wasn't an option since they had enough numbers to overwhelm me. So using the bomb seemed like the only good choice I had. And as long as I wasn't at the center of the explosion, it wouldn't be able to kill me since I had full health. The rope was about ten seconds ahead of me. Once I reached it, I'd be at a dead end unless I spent the time trying to climb it up. And I didn't have full faith in myself to climb up it in time. I had more faith in the bomb's timing and my ability to run past it than I did in my ability to physically climb up a rope. Throwing things and running was easy. Climbing was not. I was born and raised in a city. I never had some adventurous outdoor life where I climbed trees and all that. The core and arm strength just weren't there, so I had to open my inventory, move the bomb to my hotbar, and then take it off my hip where it appeared on my body. Then, following a deep breath, I tossed the bomb in front of me a little bit and ran past it as quickly as I could while counting down in my head. Three, two, one... I dove to the ground to try and get a bit of extra distance between me and the bomb, while also getting low just to avoid any potential debris launched from the explosion. Speaking of the explosion, it was loud. That made sense considering it was a bomb being set off inside a cave, but even so, it left my ears ringing, and I felt the blast throughout my entire body. But when I looked at my health, it was still full. I also got another achievement. New achievement. Multi-kill. Awarded for killing multiple enemies at once. Kill-tacular. Reward. Referential multi-kill medal. A, uh, what? Wait, before looking at the item I just got from that achievement, I needed to confirm that the monsters following me were actually dead. "'the last thing I needed was to get distracted by something, "'only for one of them to sneak up on me and kill me. "'Fortunately, when I turned around, "'all I saw was a cloud of dust and dirt "'with various bits of monster gore "'scattered across the cave's interior, "'as well as a large hole in the ground "'and dozens of items floating above the surface of the floor, "'waiting for me to loot them. "'I let out a breath I didn't realize I was holding in, and wiped my arm across my forehead. That was closer than it should have been, and that trick won't work again. Not to mention, it wouldn't work against any monsters with more health, either, and only the very beginner monsters could be one-shot by basic bombs. For now, I stepped into the new hole I made so that I could loot everything the bomb destroyed. DIRT X-15 ADDED TO INVENTORY Stone, X-11, added to inventory. Copper coin, X-87, added to inventory. Silver coin, X-4, added to inventory. Slime, X-8, added to inventory. Ant leg, X-2, added to inventory. Baby spider eye, X-3, added to inventory. (sighs) Nothing about those spiders deserves to be called baby, I said, before opening up my inventory to check out that achievement item I got. Referential Multi-Kill Medal Cosmetic Accessory So, it was officially my first accessory, but only a cosmetic one. That meant I could safely equip it in one of the cosmetic accessory slots, which were usually used to override the appearance of a different accessory. Anything in the cosmetic slot didn't give their effects, but that didn't matter when it was just for cosmetics in the first place. I equipped it because why not? As soon as I moved it into one of the cosmetic accessory slots, a shiny metal that looked like some sort of military reward popped up over the left of my wooden vest. It had a green background and five silver stars sitting inside of its circle. Seeing that... I understood why it was called what it was. It also made me wonder if there would be anything like a killionaire reference, since that one only referenced a kiltacular. But back to business. I returned to the useless wall I made, and made a hole in it large enough for me to walk through after checking out the room to see if it was empty. There were another couple of slimes in there that must have recently spawned, but it was empty aside from that and slimes were more than manageable for me to deal with. In fact, I dealt with them before properly heading into the open room. It took me more arrows than I'd like to admit, but I did manage to kill both of them before they could reach me. I just had to keep on switching between which one I was shooting at to keep knocking them back whenever they started getting close. Though, even if they did get close, I could always just walk away from them. Now, with the room seemingly empty, I stepped into it and started placing some torches down to light it up, and as I made my way toward the center of the room, I noticed something in the darkness reflecting the light from the torches. Upon getting closer, whatever it was even began to sparkle a little. The outline of a chest grew more and more obvious the closer I got, until I was finally close enough to see it in full. A golden chest! I couldn't have been any happier than I was to find it. The chest alone made my entire trip worth it. Well, hopefully. There was always the chance that there wouldn't be any good accessories in it. But even so, it was a golden chest, and that meant it was guaranteed to either have a useful accessory or weapon in it. I stepped forward and... The chest began to open on its own. As a rather fleshy... Wet noise came from inside of it. There's... there's no way, right? I asked, taking a step back. Only for the chest's lid to swing open and reveal a terrifying mass of teeth inside of it. Mimics were supposed to be enemies only available after killing a certain boss. But... Uh, One of the difficulty mods I installed made it so mimics could show up before then, just as an extra fuck you to the player. I was fucked.
0: Thanks for joining us on this thrilling episode of Uncharted Territory, a gamer's adventure beyond the screen. We hope you were captivated by the mind-bending fusion of virtual and real that unfolded before your very ears. Get ready for the next chapter, where we'll plunge even deeper into unexplored dimensions, encountering secrets and perils that will test our hero's mettle. Before we part ways, we have a special recommendation for all our adventurous listeners. If you're craving another gripping story, be sure to check out Shattered Bonds. This captivating podcast follows the extraordinary journey of the Henry brothers, two polar opposites who are brought together on a road trip to New York following their father's death. With tensions running high and a revealing family secret, their path to redemption is both heart wrenching and inspiring. Don't forget to subscribe to Shattered Bonds along with Uncharted Territory on your favorite podcast platform, ensuring you never miss a moment of these enthralling narratives. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of uncharted territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of uncharted territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, Tweet at us at utpod-. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.